that I said I wouldn't tell what it was until we began to discuss it. So it's a topic that's been in the mainstream media for the past several, several weeks, several days, rather, if you will. I don't know if it's been weeks or not, but it's been definitely the past several days. And I'm again, like I mentioned the boss, I said, I'm glad that you're here. And, and no discredit to Frank. Frank is always good. But like I said, Frank is always short words. So yeah. it, it, it's tough. Unless pulling. we talk about the 49ers. Unless we talk about the 49ers. Frank won't dig it's tough. Or the Lakers. It's <laughs> or the tough Lakers. You know to pull stuff out. So he doesn't <laughs> go as deep as myself and Baldy mm-hmm. go. So I'm watching TV the other day. Actually, I'm not even watching TV. I'm listening to uh, some stuff on YouTube, as a matter of fact. I'm watching YouTube, mm-hmm. and I see Chris Broussard, and I see clips of his podcast. And the going topic, and then I see it a couple other places. The going topic, James Harden is being lauded or heralded as the best scorer in NBA history. Mm. Mm. I, I, I'm mad my button ain't working now. <laughs> I had it in my, in my bag. I was hitting it around the back. There you go. So. I'll jump right in. Um, you want me to go first? The or you gonna go? First? I'm, I'm gonna jump in, uh-huh. and then whenever you feel like you want to chime yeah, go in, ahead, go ahead, you go can ahead. chime in. Because you may say something I, I wasn't thinking. I don't know if I can actually give him um, the best score in NBA history. Um, it, it's been proven, and here we go with our facts again. Fact of fiction. Baby. Right now, he is averaging, currently averaging 38.5 points a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Championship runs, scoring leaders and champion on championship teams have not scored that many points. No. As, and not averaged that many points. Mm-hmm. Even Wilk, when he averaged 50, they didn't win a championship. Right. So I tend to go along with that. And, and I've been saying this since he first went to Houston. I also kind of said it when they were he was in OKC coming off the bench as their sixth man, that they would never win a championship with him. Um, it was more accentuated for me when he got to Houston because I think he is a great scorer, but I also think he's a volume shooter. He is. And when I decided, when I was thinking about this and I decided to bring it to the show, I went through some stuff and I talked to some people like I always do. I do some research and I looked at some games. One of the games that was played like right either the night before that I was talking about it. He shot 23 points. Yeah. 20. Okay. Now you can get into the thing about the scoring and you can get into about efficiency and all of those types of things can come along with it. But when I look at Someone being the greatest scorer in the history of a sport. And we're talking NBA, so let's stick there. I feel like you've got to be able to score on all levels. And people will argue me and say, well, he does get to the basket because he shoots a lot of free throws. I say, yeah, but if you look at his field goal attempts, he may end up with 30 35 attempts overall 20 plus 
are three pointers. Yeah. Honestly, man, uh when we talk about all right, so you have you have shooters, you mm-hmm. got scores. Mm-hmm. It's weird to put him all right, he's in a league where you can't touch him anyway. Right. Which makes him a mm-hmm. threatening scorer. Mm-hmm. He's getting an extra step as well, I think. He's a threatening scorer. I mean, you, you get two and a half steps in the NBA, I think, right now. He and that is step a back, That step back is He can three create steps. space Definitely. and get his shot off. Mm-hmm. He's, he's never had an issue with no. getting that shot off. It's just a, it's, it's, if you taking 40, 35 shots, dog, you're going to, like, come on. You, you're going to the rack. You can't get touched. So you're going to get about at least 10 to 12 attempts from the free throw mm-hmm. line, period. Mm-hmm. And a good portion of those twos are not completed. They're not successful right, layups. Exactly. exactly. He's getting fouled and he's shooting because the free throws. Fouled. But and they and those count, count, don't count against your field goal percentage, right. but those right. count against your attempts. Right. So like I said, you could shoot 35 shots, but 20 plus of those 35 shots are three-pointers. Right. And, I mean, every now and then he gets a couple four-point plays in the games. Question is, you're coaching. He's on your team. Are you comfortable with one dude shooting 30-something times a game? Me as a coach, no. Hell no, as a matter of fact. No. Now, I go back to when we, okay, when the Sixers had AI. Mm -hmm. We were a defensive team. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a lot of offense. Right. And Larry Brown said the only way we're going to win is if Allen shoots 30 times. Mm-hmm. I got you. But Allen Iverson was a, was a true scorer. Mm-hmm. Not a deadly shooter shooter. Mm-hmm. Couldn't leave him open. His mid-range jump shot was good. Absolutely. Buckets mm-hmm. from that elbow. He can get anywhere mm-hmm. on the court and get a bucket. And, and so can, like... He can do that as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking anything from yeah. James Harden. No, but the, the, the difference, I think, he in that comparison. He just dominates the ball so yeah. much, though. The difference, I was about to say, the difference, I think, in that comparison is AI didn't have to dominate the ball. He didn't right. have to dominate right. the ball. He could be it was more so when he got it, you knew what it was. Right. But also, if you look at the makeup of that Houston team right now and last year, and then you go back and you look in retro and you look at the team that – AI was on. And let's go one, for example, just to pick one for comparison's sake. Let's go with the 2001, that finals team. Mm-hmm. Okay? You talk about AI, and like you said, the coach said, the only way we're going to win is if Allen shoots the ball 30-some times. Right. So they had a legit game plan. And like we said, it wasn't a ball-dominant shoot the ball 35 times. That was their offense. It was in their offense. That was their offense. their offense. And the reason I took that year, 2000-2001, that championship year as an example, I wanted to use that, is because that was also the year that we won MVP of the league, mm-hmm. sixth man of the league, coach. defensive player of the league, and, and coach, coach of the, the year. year. So it was more to it mm-hmm. than just AI scoring the ball. Right. Which was a big part, mm-hmm. pretty much got us there. But these dudes had roles. Yeah. I mean, Aaron McKee, sixth man of the year, playing out of position for pretty much all of his career here with the yeah. Sixers under Larry Brown. Guard. Playing out of position. He, well, right. he would bring the ball Yeah, up. point forward, you know, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. You yeah. have Eric Snow. Snow, 
who was saved off of what was it, Cleveland or San Antonio's bench? Yeah, he was kind of like in, he was in Seattle. He, Seattle. He was kind of like the G League player yeah. in Seattle. It was like yeah. I'm just here because somebody got hurt and they needed yeah. to have another man on the roster, fill out the roster, yeah. whatever. Got you know, got saved as a career. Look, this is what you do. You run the ball, you run the offense, you initiate the offense, and you play D. You gonna guard the other guy's point guard so AI don't have to exert that energy mm-hmm. on defensive. Right. So I say a game plan like that, when you have the right pieces around it, and the way that team came together, they were okay until the All-Star break. But then you had that Matumbo in the freaking All-Star game. Playing yeah. D, getting 20-plus rebounds. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I honestly think they was on the phone during that game. Before yeah. that game was over, yeah. I think somebody was on the phone before the All-Star game was over. Because that trade happened literally days after. to weeks after the All-Star yeah. game. So that kind of concept, I still can't wholeheartedly say I'm okay with my guy shooting, one guy shooting 35 times. But if I have the supporting cast and I'm using that supporting cast and it works, mm-hmm. I can get through it. Well, right, because you know, you're going with the Because I'm going works. with what works, right. right. Now, as far as getting back to Mr. Harden, and this is like, folks, just to let you guys know, everybody know, this is no hate on what he does because... It's the league. It's, this it's is the league. It's the does. makeup of the league now. And these are just, from our standpoints, from the way we grew up playing basketball mm-hmm. with, with each other in the neighborhood that we grew up in, the people that we played with, and to the fact that we coach, not me so much now, but Baldy now. This is what propelled us into the level of coaching and moving on and helping these other kids. Mm-hmm. So, it for me, it's hard to say that he was the best scorer of all time. Because, like I said, I, I have to look at, like you mentioned, I have to look at efficiency. And I have to look at volume. And I think he's a volume scorer. I think he's a volume scorer because of the number of shots that he takes. Now, like we did say, and and it's been also mentioned that, like we said, 38.5. Nobody averaged over 33 points a game has ever won a championship. Right, because you go back, Mike, what, after that year, 37? I'm getting ready to get into this. Now, I went and I looked at um, a post from one of my friends, Hoops Real, is Ray Lyons down in D.C., Lyons Den. You can go check him out, lyonsden.com, Ray Lyons Den. Hoops Realist on Instagram. You check him out. He made he put this post up when they were talking about this in the, in the initial stage. And this is just who won the scoring title. And he went back as far as from 85 to 98. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to run through this list. And I didn't get all of the numbers. I got certain numbers for sakes of this discussion that we're having right now. Mm-hmm. So Bernard King in 85. Mm-hmm. Dominique in 86. 87 through 93. Mike. MJ. David Robinson, 94. I remember that year. Shaq in 95. I remember that year. The next three years that round out this list is 96, 97, 98, MJ. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, so you've got. 99 was a 50-game season. Right. So what is this? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years. years. Okay. MJ was the leader 12. No, 11. 11. 11 of these years, okay? 
And yeah, because you got Tim Duncan, Shaq, mm-hmm. and Bernard and Dominique. And like I said, I didn't get the numbers, but what I wanted to point out was specifically. Mike had, I'm going to cut you off. Mike had the highest scoring average amongst all. It don't matter who you name in that 14 mm-hmm. years. That 37.2 or 3 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Right. That was the highest he had ever scored that season. And he got bumped. Right and out. that wasn't Play a championship. Up. And that's what brought me to this point. Yeah, it was like 37 points, right maybe even 38 points, but mm-hmm. that was a year that he didn't win the title. Now, the years that they won the title, and you know, they did the three-peat twice. Mm-hmm. 91, 92, 93. So where his scoring averages. 31 and a half. Right. 30 and a half. 32 and a half. Mm-hmm. 92, 91, 92, 93. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you figure by 96, three, four years later, Game is evolving a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. In this order, 96, 97, 98. Again, three more title years. 30.4, 29.6, 28.7. And and I will say this. When we talk about the in, the uh the end game situations, Mike wasn't a three point shooter. Now he could shoot it, mm-hmm. but Mike won the three point shooter. No. But he's had arguably the best three point shooters on his team, on his team each one of those years. Absolutely. Which allows space for him mm-hmm. to get in the paint right. and score the way he was. He was an efficient mm-hmm. scorer. Yeah. The efficiency of Michael Jordan's scoring, we ain't even gonna have a conversation about mm-hmm. no James Harden. No. He's a like you said, he's a volume. He's a volume I'm just gonna keep yeah. shooting. He a gunner. That's what he's we a stone call cold gunner. That's gun. what we call on the street. Yeah, he's a but gunner. he's a stone cold gunner that dribble, 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 mm-hmm. dribble, dribble, yeah. And I'm looking at the, the shot, shot clock, clock and yeah, he's dribble the ball. Right. Dumb. You get 24 seconds. He's dribbling 10 seconds off that clock. Dog, easy. if I'm coaching a kid and this kid is dribbling the ball more than four times, sub. four times, sub, subbing. It right don't take now. you that many dribbles, sub. To get past, and, and at that point, it's to the point. It's almost to the point where you say sub getting. If that kid that you say sub getting say who you say getting, never mind. You go, you get, go it. get him. Yep. If I mean, you, you ain't, ain't ready, I can't put you. Never in. mind. You go get him. I can't put you. you know? That might only be putting you in for a minute. So right. I can so I can talk something. to him. Yes, absolutely. But if you not, that means you not tied. You not tied into the game. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you got a guy that's dribble, 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 dribble. Okay, what's gonna happen when we trap him? Yeah. Because that's what happens in the playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah. And he burns out. Yeah. And his shooting percentage yeah, goes way down. Di- diving down, diving he down. getting 10, 10 and 12 points. He's mm-hmm. shooting 0 for 11, 0 for 13 in first halves. Yeah. You think you're going to win? And, well, and it's, you can't win that way. You dog. can't win that way. And, and it's amazing how people are not talking about this. And I added this last week because I found an article and it was like seven topics, um, NBA topics that should be talked about that people aren't talking about. And it correlates with this with uh, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And people are not paying attention, or well, rather, they probably paying attention, but they're not talking about it. But his stats have dropped. Yeah, from him playing in OKC, and for him, that is the right word. It may not, if you look at the numbers, it may not look like it's a big drop as far as numbers. But when you look at the play, and I said this when they made this move, how long is this going to work? If it's going to work at all. Because they both dominate the ball. They both have to dominate the ball to do what they do. 
And how do you pacify, if you will, one or the other? More so one or the other being Russell. Because James Harden's been there. Yeah, he's been there. And he made that culture situation what it is. So it's not him. And think about it like this. He was the sixth man when you was the man. So now I'm the man. Right. You secondary to me. Right. You come into my house now. Absolutely. And that ego amongst players, that's never it is basketball is an ego driven sport. Absolutely. To an extent. Look at how long it took Mel. Not no disrespect, but look at how long it took him to get Sometimes, in. And for the simple yeah, reason yeah. that he didn't want to accept that I'm not starters minutes. AI. AI. Same way. Yeah, absolutely. AI got the Memphis. A-I, same and way. told them, I ain't coming off no bench for no bench. OJ Mayo. Who is he? Right. And we never seen AI again. Never again. Then he came back to the Sixers. And yep. He wasn't the same guy. Wasn't the same guy. That ego is what leaves guys it's a killer, in the man. league too long. Yeah. That ego is what also gets drives out guys of, crazy. Yep. And it sometimes it also gets them out of the league too soon. Too soon. Because there's no way Melo should have been should not have been playing at yeah, the end no of way. the year. There's no way. Period. Yeah. Yeah. He should have been in the league. Yeah. You know, I think back to that situation. And, again, I say when he signed with Houston, even when they had Chris Paul there, when it was the three of them, I still felt like that was a bad decision. Yeah. There's no room. There. And, when you gonna get and I say that because of the type of player that Melo is. Mm-hmm. That's the type of player he is. It, it's not a good, it wasn't a good fit. He there. required, he's a rhythmatic shooter. Mm-hmm. He requires touches. Right. When you have a guy that dribbles, 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 you got two guys now. Now, two that dribble, dribble, dribble. The ball. Yeah. Well, basically, all you're doing is cardio. That's it. Because you're just running up and down the court. Right. And Melo has always been a good rebounder. So what you see in Portland now, he's going back to what made him a household name coming out of college. Right, and and if you feel like it, you play a little bit of D hey, 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 at the fun. end, but I mean, you, and and you know when you get that ego going you know, into it, don't play no right? Defense. But that defense, defense, that defense at that point out. is for sakes of oh, I'm gonna get this steal and I'm going coast to coast. Right, I'm gonna get me a bucket in this mix. You right. know that that's how that ego at that point plays out but for you have to have a lot for me and again like I said when we talked about uh your greatest team of all your greatest Mm -hmm. players of all time and we always argue we talk about people the greatest and this and that why is Wilt and Bill Russell and Kobe always brought up after the fact they're not initially brought up right they should be initially brought up I mean hell Wilt revolutionized the game. People, do your basketball history. Mm-hmm. The game started out with a trapezoid paint area. <laughs> and a beach basket. And a beach basket <laughs> where you couldn't dunk. He started dunking and they called something on. They called, started calling texts on him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. They did so much that they changed the lane because of him. So, he's and literally. he averaged 50 yeah. at one point. And he literally... It, every line that you see on a basketball court is because of Will. Mm-hmm. The half court line, mm-hmm. the 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 uh, ten second rule coming over, nine right. second rule coming over now. Right. Speed the game up. Uh, mm-hmm. The free throw line extended. The height right. of the court. 
width of the court, Absolutely. length of the court, everything. All that was wilt driven. Mm -hmm. And what they didn't understand was, you're making these new rules for this young black athlete, but you're making the game harder for everybody, everybody. else in the league. Because now mm -hmm. they got to shoot higher, yep. run farther. Faster. The whole yeah. game got changed. Mm -hmm. And you know, every rule in the NBA, yeah, even the five changed. second call. Yeah. He, he, like that 24 second shot clock is wilt driven because yeah. nobody wanted to come out and watch guys just move the ball around right. playing like keeping offense. Yeah. Nobody right. wanted to watch that. So right. he changed the rule. So to like speed you say, things up. Yeah. in order for you to say who's the greatest, well, we got to talk basketball impact. I'm not right. talking sneakers and monetary. Right. I'm talking about the game itself. Mm -hmm. You can give me LeBron. But I'm going to say, again, we go back to, well, what's his signature, signature move? move? Right. He and, doesn't have one. And, you know, just to the to, to kind of flip the script a little bit from what we've been saying so far, just to defend and to just let people know that we're not totally biased in the situation. With this James Harden situation, we both said he's a volume scorer. So you could very easily have people that are going to argue and say, well, he's a volume scorer. But I would tend to go with the more efficient score mm -hmm. that's going to give me the same number of points. True. And it has been done. True. Where players have scored, uh, had a better efficiency and averaged high numbers, mm -hmm. a la Tracy McGrady. Right. A la Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. So, and, and Michael Jordan, I don't think would actually be called necessarily a scorer. Because if you look at, the makeups of those championship teams, and we just take them for example. Now, maybe his first couple years in, he was a scorer. Well, no, he was a scorer. He was a gunner. He, he was, was James Harden. He was James Harden in here. No, absolutely. <laughs> but as his team started to form, he became more and efficient. He got into the nineties, yeah, and he got into the the Michael Jordan rules, and then mm -hmm. you know the bad boys and all those types of situations. There were a lot of times when he didn't really start playing. If you understand what I'm saying, right. Until he needed to. Right. And it might have been early, might have been some in the first half. It might have been totally all in the second half. Mm -hmm. But when Chicago needed points, they needed stretches, they needed runs, mm -hmm. they looked to Michael Jordan. Yeah. But all throughout, these other guys played their parts. Scotties, the the Paxons, the Steve Kerrs, the Dennis Rodmans of late, the centers that he had that a lot of people felt were subpar. Bill Wennington, Luke Longley, Bill Cartwright at the end of his career or towards the end of his career. But all these guys had roles. Right. And it worked. Right. And it was more or less like, look, y'all got to play too. was efficient because You got to play it, too. That's right. It, you have to play it too. It correlated with. Because right. it's not one man. You put on one man is not going to win a championship. Right. We've seen that all throughout. We've done it. Mm -hmm. Been through it. One man is not going to win a championship by himself. So you have to have you have to have you know combining parts. True. You have to have parts, and he had parts. Now, does James Harden have the the toning down of the volume shooting to create scoring opportunities for his teammates? See, that's the issue. Right. I don't because he's fixated on yeah, getting his buck. I don't think I don't think he does, and I don't think he will. I don't think he's been made to uh, i was about to say i don't think he will if or until he gets a coach who will 
initiate or attempt to initiate a change. Dan right now, Dan Tony is not doing it. He's not doing it. Definitely not going to do it because they're winning, if you will, with him. But like I said, the 82-game season is over. What do you do in that next season? How do you adjust? What do you do in that next season? Because now people know you shot the ball 35 times, 82 games a year. It's playoff time. Now we know you're going to shoot the ball 40 to 45 times. Listen. We know that now. Charles Barkley has said a lot of crazy stuff in his life. But I'm going to tell you something he said that I agree with. If I was on that Houston team, I want out of here. Oh, yeah. I ain't never touching the ball. Never. Never. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is I'm really you, running I'm, up the... I'm, now, if you're a big man or you're a power forward, what you do now, you make your money being a rebounder. Because you know you ain't getting the ball. You're not getting the ball. So you make your money being a fierce rebounder that you 31 get, other teams might say... You better get some offensive rebounds, too. That's the only way you're going to get some buckets. <laughs> you <laughs> you better get some ball. offensive rebounds. Get it off the glass. That's like, you know, it's kind of like I talked to Frank. And the way I'm glad you brought that point up. And we talked uh, last week. And I mentioned to him when that thing, that article, the seven uh, topics, and I mentioned to him about the Clippers. And I mentioned how scary they could end up being. And I know this is going off a little bit, folks, mm-hmm. but it kind of fits. Like, you have a James Harden and a Russell Westbrook on the same team. Which, if these guys would humble themselves a little bit for sakes of the entire team would not be a bad duo. Right. Because Russie does both ends. He scores and yeah. he plays and defense. He plays defense. Now, the reason I brought up the Clippers is because it's very similar. There are two big time stars, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I said the scary thing before I even get into the rest of the roster the way I broke it down. Scary part about those two guys is the simple fact that they're offensive and, and they have no problem defense. locking in and playing D. And they can score and from can all score. three levels. Mm-hmm. They can create and like we say, shot. they're not quote-unquote three-point shooters, but they can they shoot can knock the three. It down. Yeah. You can't leave them open. You can't leave them open. Yeah. You can't back up too much off of them because they can dribble. Mm-hmm. and get to the cup and finish, or they can dribble to the mid-range and finish. And then they don't have any problem with getting their hands dirty on the other end. Mm-hmm. And I said, now, that those two make them scary. And I said, to accentuate that, you add in a point guard like Patrick Beverly, who is a terror, a pain in the you-know-what mm-hmm. on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Given opportunities, he can score. And with those two stars... He's still going to get opportunities. May not be as many as before they got there, but he's still going to get opportunities. Right. And he doesn't care. And he doesn't mind. Yeah, he doesn't care. Montrez Harrell, and the way I said it last week, grown man. Mm-hmm. Grown man. Knows his role. Again, no problem getting his hands dirty on the defensive end. And he knows I got to bang the boards and play D mm-hmm. and run the floor to get my buckets. And he's okay with that because that's what he does. Mm -hmm. And then you've got arguably the best six man to ever play the game. Lou Williams. That can come off the bench. And get you third. And get you buckets. (laughs) Instant buckets. And get you buckets. And will play enough defense Mm -hmm. 
Because he's a little and, thief on defense. And yeah. his thing is he's one of the best at getting to the free throw line. And he can also do two levels of the offense. He can shoot the three and he can drive and get to the cup. And I, and I don't give him the three because I consider that third one that post up. Mm. So I don't give him the third. I give him the two. But that's what makes them scary. And like I said, with those two, it, it, it I think that's going to play out a lot better than the two in Houston. Because, again, like you said, you got a 24-second clock. You got one guy that's dominant on the ball that's been there. That's the incumbent. He's going to dribble the ball at least 10 seconds out of it. So now you're working with 14. Okay. So (laughs) now, you know, it's funny. Now I'm starting to kind of believe that now Rusty is starting to feel like KD felt the last couple years before he left. Yeah. Yeah. You dribbling the ball. I'm wide open, dude. I'm one Mm -hmm. of the arguably one of the best scorers in the game today. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going to dribble and then you're going to drive to the basket and dunk or try to dunk and miss it. And now you mad because he blocked it. So now I know in my mind I ain't getting the ball the next trip down the court because you're going to try definitely. and come back and get him back. Most definitely. When I'm standing here wide open and you know you know I can knock this down. I know I can knock this down. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the building know I can knock this down, but you're not swinging the ball. So for me, again, bottom line, to call him the best scorer, in NBA history, to me, it all depends on your opinions and how you look at I'd it. I say maybe in today's game. I would say I would have to agree with you right now and say in today's era, no doubt, mm-hmm. no doubt. But I mean, people, you got to do your history, and I mean, it's not a high average as high as his right now. But the man did it without a three point line. Hey, and the number Oscar. one scorer of all time is Kareem. Kareem. So, and Oscar did it without a three-point line. Average yeah. 30, yeah. triple-double without a three-point line. Yeah. So, you know, it, I think it, it all depends on how you look at it and how you want to take it. Because, again, like I said, I think if you shoot the ball 40 times, you have to have it. In today's you game, you have to have a higher. Your average is going to be higher no, no matter you, what. First of all, like you said, you, you you can't touch people now. You can't shoot the ball thirty sometimes and not get thirty. Absolutely. If you if you are shooting the ball thirty sometimes and you're not getting thirty, something's wrong. That coach need to be fired. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you are shooting the ball thirty something, you're giving me thirty something. Okay, well I guess this is the offense I got to go with. Because yeah. D'Antoni don't believe in playing no defense. None at all. Double the offense. He don't care about no defense. Absolutely. I'm going out scoring. Mm-hmm. And when those shots don't fall, right. how do you, possession by possession, stop the opposing team from either scoring easily mm-hmm. or stopping the clock by getting to the rack? Right. That's where possess, That's where the cerebral part of basketball mm-hmm. clicks in. You can't get no stops in the playoffs. You're not yeah, going to win. You're not going to win. It's just that simple. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I think you have it unanimous from us. Um, he is a... Volume scorer and could be given the title of best scorer, excuse me, in today's game. In today's game. And there you have it, folks. So, 